welcome back to the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast, a place where you and all of your crap are not just welcome, you're wanted. I'm your host, Blake Gishay, and every week I'm showing up with a new friend to talk about the things we're really great at, the ways Christ fills in the gaps on the things that we're not, and how he has been faithful to make his power perfect in our weaknesses. My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered and not alone in your struggles, and that people sharing their stories pushes you to share yours. All right, let's do this. All right, y'all, we are back with another solo episode this week. Uh, If you've been following along on social media, you know that the last two weeks have been a little bit cray, for a lack of better description. I didn't go on the trip to Africa that I had been planning for months. I took on the hustle movement on my Instagram. And hey, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, which feels appropriate. This episode isn't going to be a life update because as much as I know that y'all care about me as a person, that's just not what this platform is for. You can follow me on Instagram if that's what you're looking for. But what I do want to share is what God has taught me and shown me through the last two weeks of a whirlwind. So let's start with Africa. If you're unaware, I was supposed to be in Uganda for 12 days, starting at the end of April through the beginning of May. I was invited by an incredible nonprofit called Shine Uganda to go and see their home and their women empowerment uh, program and share about it on my platform. I spent the last three-ish months preparing and fundraising and gathering donations, making plans for my family for me to be gone for 12 days. And then I woke up on the Wednesday that I was supposed to leave. Um, We got in the car. My husband drove me to the airport at 4 o'clock in the morning. And then when we got off the interstate at the exit for the airport, I launched into the worst panic attack I've ever had in my life. Which is saying something because your girl has had some doozies. Uh, Jeremy later described it as if somebody else was in the car with him, like it wasn't me. It came out of nowhere and it came fast. I couldn't get out of the car. I begged Jeremy not to make me go like I was a kid being dropped off at overnight camp for the first time. Uh, It took two Xanax to make the panic attack stop. And it was, it was terrible. We circled the airport a couple of times and ultimately made the decision together that I wouldn't go, that I wouldn't go on the trip. And After the fact, I was just kind of left in disarray. I felt confused and abandoned and kind of duped by God. I felt like he'd tricked me into humiliating myself. I had talked about this trip so much on my social media and was so excited. And everybody that that I knew knew that I was going. And then I couldn't get on the plane. I felt tricked. And I told him that. Because here's the thing, I spent a lot of my life trying to hide my negative emotions about God from him, trying to make sure that only rainbows and butterflies went his way out of fear that he would like smite me if I let him know that I was even frustrated. But y'all, God can handle it. He's got big shoulders, is what my dad used to tell me. He can shoulder our confusing feelings or our hurt or our anger, whatever we need to throw at him. And at I personally, I believe that he wants it. He wants us to come to him with that stuff because that makes it so much easier for him to help us navigate it rather than us trying to hide it from him. I think about David in the Psalms. Man, that dude was a wreck. 
He was constantly telling God about how he'd abandoned him and left him to die. I mean, the dude was dramatic. God never sent a lightning bolt flying towards David. He called him his beloved and then used him to be a part of the bloodline of Christ. He wants us at our David, friends. He wants us to come to him after a humiliating letdown where we feel like we were set up to fail. Turning to him with that stuff instead of shoving it down and acting like it wasn't there opened my eyes to see that I may never fully understand why I couldn't get on the plane. And I'm not here to hypothesize about why, but I know that his plan is good and it is for me even when I don't get it. That is where my foundation is built. What I do know is that the week that followed that was unexpected, to say the least. I skipped church that Sunday because I just didn't have the energy to field all of the questions. And I was sitting in bed scrolling through social media and I came upon a quote by a very popular motivational speaker talking about how when we get to heaven, God is going to introduce us to the person that we could have been if we had used our potential. Y'all, I lost it. Like my hands were shaking. I was so mad. This person has over a million followers on Instagram and here she is preaching a lie. Heresy, actually. It's in direct opposition to what the word of God says. I put my phone down and I prayed, okay, God, am I just being a really fiery eight here or am I supposed to speak into this space? Am I allowed to? Because honestly, at the time with the, the letdown and the, what I felt was a failure of not being able to get on the plane to go to Africa, I felt disqualified from showing up. It's, it's my Instagram. I'm still allowed to use it just because I couldn't get on a plane. But I felt disqualified. Why would anybody listen to me? I had a panic attack. I couldn't go on a trip that I've been talking about for months. I look like an idiot. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to talk about this. I'm not going to speak into this space. This isn't for me. Plus, it was kind of a David and Goliath situation. She's, this person has like over a million followers on Instagram. At the time, I had a little over 3,000. But then the words just came. They flowed out. People came out of the woodwork in support of my message against the hustle movement that tells us that we are the hero of our own story, that we are in control of our own happiness, and, you know, the words about heaven that this woman had shared. Instead of allowing the enemy to make me believe that I was disqualified, that, I, that I'd lost the right to speak. I trusted Christ in me. I trusted that the words came easily and pointed back to him. And I shared my heart. And the response was insane and overwhelming. And if you're a new listener who came from last week, hello, welcome. I'm so glad that you are here and that this word resonated with you. Uh, we've talked about the hustle culture ad nauseum at this point, And if you missed it, you can find it all in my anti-hustle 2 highlight on my Instagram. But what I do have to say about that experience is this. God can, will, and wants to use you. I don't know how. And I don't know when. But this is for anyone listening, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or the CEO of a company or something in between, God has plans to use you for his good. I promise it. 
First Peter 2 9 says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. A chosen people, God's special possession. Those are not titles reserved for somebody else. They are meant for you. He called you out of the grave so that you may declare his name. Declare his name to your kids. Declare his name to your coworkers, to your friends, to your social media platform. Y'all, I'm so serious. Imagine that I am holding your face in my hands and I'm leaning in as close as I can get without being weird. And I'm telling you that God has plans for you. Stop doubting that it's you he wants to use and start using your gosh dang gifts. Please, I'm literally begging you. I don't care if your gift is words like mine or it's baking, which is not one of mine. If it's serving or leading or loving well or just showing up, use it. Use your gifts and watch him show off because that is what he wants to do with his people. He wants to show off. At one point when I was talking in my stories about the aftermath of of sharing these thoughts, I said, can we say that God is a show off? Like, are we allowed to say that? I, I think that we are. I think we're allowed to call God a show off. And how incredible is it that we are what he wants to use to show off? His people, he wants to use us as a way to show his glory and his kindness and his love and his faithfulness. He wants to use us. We just gotta freaking let him. The enemy wants nothing more than for you to feel disqualified, for you to feel unworthy. Not me. It's not me. He doesn't want to use me. That's for somebody else. That verse in 1 Peter doesn't say, these certain people who love Jesus are a chosen people. It says you. That is an all-encompassing pronoun. You are a chosen people that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Why aren't we stepping up and using the ways that he has enabled us to do that? Because it doesn't look like what somebody else can do? Because we don't think we're going to do it well enough? Y'all, all of that is crap. It's a lie. And I think that one of Satan's favorite things is to make us feel inadequate because that's really all he can do. All he can do is make us feel inadequate and and keep us on the sidelines. He can't take us out of the game. He can't take us out of God's hands. But he can keep us not playing into our strengths so that we are not used to our full capacity for Christ. No, I'm done with that. I'm done watching women not be who God created them to be out of fear or out of some false definition of humility that they learned in their formative years that humility is sitting down and shutting up. Y'all, that is not humility. Humility is using your gifts. Humility is believing what God said about you and putting others before yourself. Are you really putting other people before yourself? By doubting yourself and sitting down and not using the things that God equipped you with? You're not. You're putting yourself first. 
So actually, this weird false definition of humility that we've made is pride. We're too proud to show up because we might fail. Somebody might think we're stupid. That's not humility. So I want to challenge the definition of humility that we have created that seems exclusively created for women. I want to say that that's enough. It's enough of sitting down and staying out of the game. And I'm not calling you up and out to step into my gift. It's taken me a really long time to like name and claim that God gave me a gift of words and that now I intend to use it. Your gift isn't mine. Or maybe it is. (laughs) That's awesome. Let's go. You need to send me an email. I need to have you on the podcast. But you need to figure out what your gift is. Another verse from 1 Peter in 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Sister, use your gift. I really genuinely, I don't care what it is. I do care that you're not using it. I do care that you are not allowing God to show off. So I challenge you. If you don't know what your gift is, then it's time to dig in and ask the Spirit to reveal it to you. It's time to dig in and ask the Spirit to reveal to you how to step into it and how to start using it. So that in all things, God can be praised through your life and in Jesus. I'm going to go ahead and pray for us. Father, I thank you that you, you look at us and you see worthiness even when we don't. Father, I thank you that we are a chosen people and we are gifted. And God, I thank you that we're gifted differently. I thank you that we are not all tiny little robots that only function one way. God, I thank you that you made us differently, that you gifted us differently, because it is such a beautiful expression of the width and breadth and depth of who you are, that you are not able to be boxed into one thing, that you are all things. And I thank you that you have chosen us as an expression of that. And God, I pray for the person listening who doesn't believe that that doesn't believe that they are a unique expression of you and have been taught the lie that they need to sit down and they need to be quiet and they need to not step into what you have made them, Lord. I pray that you would drop those chains off of them right now, Lord. God, I pray that you would do a miracle in them in this moment that you would flood in and and remind them of who you say they are, not what the world says they are, but who you say they are, the ways that you have equipped them and that you have plans to use them. God, we thank you. We thank you that you use the weird and the confusing and the hard to bring you glory and to pull us closer to you, Lord. We thank you that your heart for us is never to be humiliated or embarrassed but is for good. And that even when we can't understand 
how all of the moving parts fit together that they do. They do. And that we have faith in you to know that we don't have to understand. We don't have to know all of the answers. God, I thank you for that as somebody who typically needs all of the answers. I thank you that you equip me to not have to push and scrape and claw, that I can rest in your goodness and in your faithfulness and know that you are for me. And if you are for me, what can be against me, Lord? It's in your name we pray all of this. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you can find the show notes and more information about the show at confessionsofacrappychristian.com. I'll see y'all next week. Today is nonstop, and suddenly your checking account is overdrawn. But what if we gave you more time on that one? At Huntington, if you accidentally overdraw your account by $50 or less, we've put a $50 safety zone in place, so you won't be charged an overdraft fee. It's one more way we're looking out for you, so you can have time for what matters most. Huntington, welcome. $50 safety zone does not apply to returned items. Your account will be automatically closed if it remains negative for 60 days. Learn more at Huntington.com slash safety zone.